Hello and welcome to the I Am Human Holistic Healing Podcast. My name's Amari, and this podcast is a part of my website, holistichill.com. Holistic with a Q, hill.com. Now, let's get into the subject of this episode, which is part two of your narrative titled is trauma distorting your perception, the effects of PTSD, the programming that is stored in the subconscious and unconscious mind includes trauma. And so trauma is stored in the unconscious mind, which is the foundation of our entire mind. Trauma can be defined as an injury or a wound from something that happened to you that is too overwhelming for your mind to comprehend. By definition, trauma is overwhelming. It is too much to process at that time as the brain and your whole being is unable of comprehending and making sense of the particular event. There are many interesting things about the science of trauma, and so trauma is not the event in particular. Rather, it is how a individual responds to the event. That is the thing that generates the trauma. Many traumatic experiences that were suppressed and pushed out of our awareness continue to influence our thoughts, beliefs, and behavior. Our behaviors can always indicate the unconscious forces that drive such behaviors by what we have hidden in our unconscious mind. Throughout childhood, we gathered many different experiences and memories that forced the beliefs and insecurities and fears that we carry with us today. Although we cannot access this information consciously, They are the unconscious forces that drive our behaviors. They run automatically and they're part of our habitual thought process. They reinforce that story and that old narrative that we have been telling ourselves throughout our life. So this is like something that is deeply stored within us. And it includes our painful memories. It includes our traumas. And it actually is the foundation of our mind. So this means that our ways of thinking are heavily influenced by our old traumas, our suppressed emotions, our suppressed memories and painful memories. All these things that are stored and hidden deep within the unconscious mind actually influence our behavior more than we realize. In the experience of life, no human is trauma-free. Every single human has experienced some level of trauma, some more than others though, and every single individual has experienced trauma in their early childhood, regardless of what circumstance they grew up in. However, not Everyone who experiences trauma develops a traumatic stress response. Many people recover and don't experience any lasting difficulties. With neuroscience, we have just begun to understand how trauma affects every part of the human design since trauma severely impacts the brain and the nervous systems. 
Studies shows us that many people today are suffering from anxiety and depression. Neuroscience has been able to discover that this is a result of problems within the communication between neurons in the brain and body and in their neurotransmission, like how levels of serotonin is low in people who have depression and how adrenaline levels are high in people who have anxiety. So not everyone develops a traumatic stress response, but many people do. And so the effects of a traumatic stress response is found in the division of the nervous system being the autonomic nervous system, which is the body's self-regulating automatic control system. It also has its own two subsystems, being the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous systems. The sympathetic nervous system is responsible for the sympathetic response, which is also known as the fight, flight, freeze, or fawn response, which is a stress or trauma response. It is automatic and it controls the level of cortisol and adrenaline that is released into our system. It increases things like our heart rate, our blood pressure and our breathing rate and our hands may begin to sweat. So all these are physical manifestations of anxiety. So the sympathetic response is a stress or trauma response that manifests as anxiety. I think that is a basic understanding that is highly beneficial for everyone to take on and understand that anxiety is a physical manifestation of a sympathetic response. So this is a very physiological and real uh, experience that happens that is designated through the autonomic nervous system and so it manifests physically as anxiety and so we have the fight flight freeze fawn response that you may be familiar with so this is the sympathetic response it is the stress response every time we feel stress or anxiety we are in a sympathetic response all this has its neurological effects where anxiety is actually a normal physiological response to experiencing a perceived threat. But when the energy of the experience is not processed, we can potentially become trapped in a state of anxiety looping that continues to spiral down. And so normally anxiety comes in as we perceive a threat, like for example, facing a lion or doing public speaking or something that we perceive as threatening. When the situation is resolved, the body balances back with the other division of the autonomic nervous system with a parasympathetic response. It is the body's natural way of slowing down, increasing a sense of safety and calm. But in cases where the perceived threat, like let's say for example something that is not tangible but instead a past trauma, so now instead it is a trauma response that has roots in the unconscious mind and so when the perceived threat is not something that is tangible, maybe it's a worry or a past trauma or 
something that is buried within us that we we don't even want to look at like we don't want to dissect it we don't want to like be in stillness and try to observe that like it's something that we escape and so when it comes to the sympathetic response we have the fight flight freeze fawn and so with the flight that means flight like you're out you you escape and avoid the situation and so with that the situation is never handled and so if we perceive a threat and then we choose flight and take out and escape the situation and not handle it, then the situation is left unresolved. Anxiety normally comes in as we perceive a threat. That's why I spoke about perception in the beginning and how we all have different ways of perceiving things, but we actually have a very real physiological response in the autonomic nervous system that is so vital and important for managing all of our healthy bodily processes, like our heart rate, our blood pressure, like is a very real physiological response that has the potential to be activated uh, through our perception. So us perceiving a threat is very different from an actual real threat, but the autonomic nervous system will activate regardless based on our perception. And so that is why it's very efficient for us to engage in the process of upgrading our level of perception so that we may not be activating the stress response just because we perceive a threat that may not actually be real. So when that perceived threat that is causing anxiety, remember anxiety being a sympathetic response, so when that perceived threat that is causing anxiety is left unresolved by continuous escapism and avoidance, the anxiety can actually start having symptoms that are similar to that of PTSD, of post-traumatic stress disorder, where triggers are actually reinforcing you to perceive threats and thereby continuously activating a sympathetic stress response where the stress doesn't end and the body is not returning to its balance in a healthy, timely way. In cases of PTSD, a person continues to perceive stress or has flashbacks of trauma, causing the person to keep looping in a stress response system. So when we get stuck in anxiety, in a sympathetic response, and we continuously choose to escape by choosing flight, we actually are leaving this threat unresolved. So let's say we perceive this threat and we choose not to deal with it. We Rather, we choose to avoid it and we choose the flight option. Then that situation is left unresolved. But our perceived sense of threat, like our judgment of this thing as dangerous and threatening, is not changed. We're still viewing this thing as threatening and, and it's continuously activating a stress response within us and we're continuously choosing to avoid and escape. But actually what happens is that the anxiety around this threat only grows because it's all based on our level of perception. 
is this actually a real danger or is our perception distorted in some way here? And so these are questions that we need to ask ourselves if we are looping in a stress response system. Another very important thing about when we are in a state of anxiety is to understand that we are also in something that is known as a state of dysregulation. Dysregulation is more so known as emotional dysregulation. And so in this state, we are not functioning normally. Our body, our nervous system is not regulating in a healthy way. When the sympathetic stress response is activated, other very important systems in the body is shut off temporarily. This includes immune system, digestive systems, like these are things that actually are temporarily shut off when we are in this sympathetic response because the body needs to generate all this energy so that we can face this perceived threat, this perceived danger. That's why at the same time, as we are in this state of a sympathetic response, we are also in a state of dysregulation where our body's normal process is not functioning in the way that it usually does, where these systems are shut off temporarily, but also in the state of dysregulation, we're actually not thinking straight. And so the part of the brain, the left brain, which is responsible for the logical and the rational and the thinking and aware part of our of our brain actually goes dim in a sympathetic response. Like it, it is not functioning as it usually does. It's not we're not thinking straight, like we're not being rational, we're not being logical in this. In, when we are in a sympathetic response, when we are experiencing anxiety, we are in a state of dysregulation. And here, we are not functioning properly because we're not thinking straight because the left brain is dim. While actually what happens, the right brain which is the part that is more emotional and reactive, this part of the brain takes charge and it's, it becomes overreactive. And, and so in this sympathetic stress response, we are not thinking straight and we are being over-emotional, overreactive, and we're not present in our experience. We are not in that 5%. We are not in our conscious state of mind. Rather, we are running on autopilot and we are reacting emotionally. We are reacting based on the things that are stored in the unconscious and subconscious minds. So these are things that I believe really helps with those who deal with anxiety to understand and know that anxiety is actually a very real physical, physiological response. And it's activated based on your perception. And also, as we are in this state of anxiety, we are in the sympathetic response. And it literally impacts our nervous system. And we are in this state of dysregulation. And so when you are in this stress response, when you 
are experiencing anxiety, know and remind yourself that you are in a state of dysregulation. Remind yourself that you're not thinking straight, that you are, um, and, and don't be harsh and judge your emotions that you're feeling. I will get to that in upcoming episodes of Emotional Intelligence, but be understanding with yourself and know that you're in a state of dysregulation. Don't blame yourself that this is very real. It's a physiological response. Like your body is actually reacting in this way. You are feeling this anxiety and know as you are in this state, you're also dysregulated. Like you're not thinking straight. You're being over emotional, like your whole focus, like your right brain has taken over. Like you're really like if you think about emotions like the oceans and the waters and the waves of the waters if you think of emotions in that way when we are in a state of dysregulation we are deeply like we're almost drowning in that water with the water being emotions and so in this state we're almost drowning like we're deeply submerged into the water into our emotions like we're only feeling our emotions we're only seeing our emotions we're not thinking straight we're not being logical we're not being rational we're not in that five percent of the conscious mind and so that was all for this transmission of part two of your narrative stay tuned for part three for more information you can visit my website holistic hill holistic with a q hill.com <laughs>